What if all you needed to get better in every way was available at the touch of a hand or the sound of a voice or even a vibration? Let's talk about how that happens, who can do it, and where to find them. I'm John Webster, and this is The Hesitant Healer. Greetings, and welcome to The Hesitant Healer. I'm John Webster. I'm your host. Hey, we got a bit of a special thing going on today. Uh, Lisa Kay is here. Say hi, Lisa. Hey, how's it going? And she, that bitch, is on a balcony in Hawaii. She's doing some business there, and she's doing some playing there. And Lisa Kay, this is your first time in Hawaii. It is my first time in Hawaii. I am sitting on a balcony and there is a lovely tropical breeze and it is sunny and it is so green in Hawaii. Um, it, it reminds me because I we live in Southern California. It reminds me we really do live in a desert. Right? People say that all the time you live in a desert. And like last week I was up in Napa and it's so green there. And it's like, shit, we really do live in a desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a special guest today, and this guest is a local yogi. I can call you that, yeah? Sure. And uh, she is a friend that I've met through yoga and through dissection classes, and her name is Chelsea Denae. Say hi, Chelsea. Hi, everyone. Chelsea's going to tell us a little bit about her journey, and how she got there and how yoga and anatomy and the things that she does and has learned can help heal the body. So tell me a little bit about you and how you got into yoga. Yeah. um, What got me into yoga is um, I had been let go from my job of about eight or nine years. And um, I was just at home trying to figure things out. And I knew that I needed to do something physically uh, in my body because I had always struggled with my weight uh, my entire childhood and life. So um, what drew me to yoga was the physical aspect of it. So that was a self-esteem thing too, yeah? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Never, never, I hated PE. I never went to the gym. Nothing like that. That's that's funny because that's the only (laughs) class I excelled in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So that was just not me at all. You know, the most I would do was um, like going on walks. Um, I'd actually started doing um, some of the yoga on um, the Nintendo Wii. Nice. So that's kind of what got me into it. And I was like, this is kind of fun. And um, I had some friends that had started doing yoga and I had expressed an interest in going. And one of the local studios here uh, in Redlands was running a $10 for 10 day special. And I signed up and I went eight out of those 10 days. And kind of the rest is history as far as my my practice goes and getting into it. So you were hooked. Yeah, I was hooked. I just loved the way I felt. Um, so coming from, you know, that low self-esteem and that outer appearance side of it, I remember being in, um, you know, I just I would take all the classes. I didn't care about the levels. It was just more about going when I could go. And there was this woman that was always in the front row. And um, 
she was just such an inspiration to me because she was, you know, uh, an older lady and was carrying quite a bit of weight herself and me being quite younger than her and, you know, kind of almost seeing a reflection of myself in her. And I was like, if she can do it, I can do it. So you don't have to be a pretty, skinny, blonde, blue eyed, do <laughs> handstands kind of girl to do yoga. No, Anybody no. can do yoga. Yeah. And it was super helpful for not only your physical, but your mental and emotional, and I'm going to guess spiritual as well. Yeah. So that all, I feel like that all started to piece together over the years. Um, because I was very hesitant and even pushed back the, um, the mental and even the spiritual side of it, because I was raised in a very evangelical Christian setting. And, um, sometimes growing up in that setting, uh, it's, you're just not welcome I, to I, letting that that in that spiritual side in sure I've, I've heard this more than once in fact when i was in massage school it was kind of a a school that was based on uh, a local sect here called uh called seventh day adventist and and in that seventh day adventist curriculum they didn't want to do anything that had to do with eastern medicine mm -hmm. and there were a couple students that they went back to their pastors and asked if yoga was okay because they were introducing yoga as a as a, a part of the, the class curriculum. And one of them, their pastor told them, don't do it because, I mean, it's, it's of the devil or it's evil, right? And so there's that misconception of understanding the history of and, mm -hmm. and the whys of yoga. And I think you bring up a really valid point in that, and this has been my experience, um, you don't get yoga all at once. I mean, the physical part works well, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of different parts of yoga that you can take your time learning. Absolutely. And here in Southern California, I have a real good friend who's a yogi in Canada, um, kind of California and New York-ish. Um, we treat yoga like it's a sport and mm -hmm. we treat mm -hmm. yoga like it's an exercise regime. And that's far from what yoga actually mm -hmm. is. So... How did you get around the spiritual aspect of, or how did you reconcile the spiritual aspect of, um, I'm doing something wrong, basically, is kind of what they teach, yeah? Oh, that, <laughs> that goes pretty deep. So to kind of just like, yeah, sum, sum it up to summarize it, um, it, was, it was a lot of self-study of it and just learning to think for myself. Oh, good point. And um, really just look at all of it as almost like the body as a whole. Nice. You, can't, you can't just look at one piece and only see that one piece. You kind of have to step back and look at all of it. And yes, of course, there's going to be certain areas and pieces that um, you are attracted to more or that you resonate with more or that you are just more interested in. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and by all means, you can only do the physical aspect of it, but there's just so much more of it that makes it the, the really incredible practice that it is. I started learning... Uh as I was going along past the physical, there's a thing called the eight limbs of yoga. And I talked about it a little bit in my, in my alcoholism talk that the eight limbs of yoga really mirrored uh, the principles of AA and really yoga can be, if you choose to accept it, a way of life. Mm 
there's there's more than just the physical stretchy stuff. And I think this is what you're talking about a little bit. But as you do your homework and listener, I would totally invite you, if you're a little sketchy on this, do your own homework. Do your own kind of investigation as to if what you're hearing is true. And at the very, very least, just go to it like it's a stretchy class because it makes a difference in your body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then what happened? So I continued to practice and it is what I lived for. I eventually got another job and I loved getting off work and I would uh, go take two, sometimes three yoga classes back to back every evening. (laughs) Uh, And then a... The studio where I was practicing at had a guest teacher out, and um, when he led class, he was so specific in his instructions in a different way that I wasn't um, used to hearing, and um, that's what kind of opened me up to wanting to learn more about actually what I'm doing in my body. And uh, later that year, I found out that this instructor was leading a 200-hour yoga teacher training, and I decided to sign up literally on the last day that they were taking registration. And um, I took my 200-hour yoga teacher training at the very beginning of 2014. And um, I, the woman that was leading the anatomy and the restorative section was just such a a wealth of information and had so much knowledge around the body and looking at the shapes that we were putting ourselves in. Um, And that's what started to kind of pique my interest in um, learning more about this body that we live in and what's underneath it. So, and, and how we move it. And I did not take my yoga teacher training with the hopes of coming out of it and changing my entire career path and turning into a full-time yoga instructor. As somebody that grew up with some, uh, would you call it body dysmorphia? Not, I don't know that it's body not, dysmorphia. I mean, I feel like not, everybody struggles with self-image. <laughs> non-appreciation for your body? Yeah, yeah. And also just, you know... How about the, just American girl? Exactly. Yeah? And then seeing, being raised with a, in a family where my mom struggled with her weight and seeing her yo-yo on diets and exercise regimes. So it's just... The, the dilemma of the yeah. American... A girl slash woman, yeah, mm-hmm, growing up. Mm-hmm. But what I heard you say was, as you learn to uh, appreciate your body through this movement, you also learned more about your body. And in the knowledge of learning about your body, you kind of found that you started to appreciate it as mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. and not take it for granted and not look at it the way that it had been looked at it mm-hmm. the way that you grew up. Exactly. I, I, I really do like that and have found that to be truthful in yoga classes as well. Sometimes it's hard not to look at the quote, I'm using the air quotes again, quote unquote, pretty people. But when you go in there and you see bodies in motion that are all working towards the same goal, yet individually you're Mm -hmm. on your own mat doing your own practice, you can't help but internalize what you're doing with your body and appreciate your body for what it is. And if you can't, then you're, you're Lisa, you're using blocks and you're using helpers to get you into the positions that you're into because Lisa thinks it's cheating and she doesn't like using blocks and and straps. 
Yeah, yes or no? Am I? Uh, am no, I wrong? it's true. No, you. Uh, I can tell you from my own personal experience. Um, when I first came to Southern California, back to Southern California, John um, said, "Hey, let's go to yoga." And I can still remember these are the exact words I said to him because I'm a runner, right? I'm like. Yeah, I'm an athlete. <laughs> so I don't really think yoga is my thing. There's a perception that you have. Like, I just thought of like, A, the pretty girls in their, in their really cute little outfits. And they were maybe lightly stretching or, you know, sitting cross-legged. So I can't remember uh, if whose class it was it might have been your class chelsea or it might have been lisa's i don't remember my very first class and john took me and he's laughing at me the entire time because i'm dying literally i get 10 15 minutes in and i'm like this is really hard we're, we're busting a sweat <laughs> and we're looking at each other breathing hard i know and i was just like i i don't know if i'm gonna make it but um but the what i've come to appreciate is exactly what you're saying that um I've learned how the entire body works together as a whole, rather than, um, you know, when I was doing sports, um, it, 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 you really just kind of, you focus on what you're doing, like running. Okay. I'm going to run and I learn how, how to pace myself. And, but I'm not involved in my whole body. It's really just, it's very singular. So the thing that I learned to appreciate about yoga was that it, it is, the entire body and it encompasses not only the physical but the the mental and the spiritual and the whole aspect just like as a as a person you are mind body spirit and i think yoga is the thing that incorporates all of that agreed like nothing else yes but i would say in my defense it, in the very beginning i wouldn't use blocks because i did think it was cheating um but now <laughs> and i'm older so now that i'm older and have learned more yes i learned i i use blocks and like it's and anything else that i can use to get there so so was one of those people um jules yes Tell yeah me about jules uh jules so like i said she led the anatomy portion for um, my 200 hour and then um later that year i took my 300 hour with her as well and um she's a biomechanist and oh, wow. um she teaches it in a way that is um she makes it easy to digest and understandable to yoga can teachers. you can you explain a little bit about what a biomechanist is Sure. So in the context of what I look at it as um, in the context of yoga is how our uh, body moves and relates to, you know, the gravity beneath us and even props. So, you know, it's it's our interaction with our surroundings and um, and basically how our bodies are moving in space. Kind of important to know. Yeah. Yeah. And and. I think that it's important to have that study of biomechanics alongside anatomy because you can know all your anatomical terms, sure, but unless you understand how that's put into locomotion and an actual living being, um, I think that's where there's a little bit of disconnect in, in studies of anatomy is, is they go hand in hand. Uh, so case in point, 
many, many yoga teacher trainings, they'll have a very, you know, base level anatomy uh, overview. But oftentimes, I feel like teachers graduate from their teacher trainings and they don't really know what their muscles are doing, the actions of the muscles do. So that's kind of where learning biomechanics and and what your tissues and your collagen and the whole matrix of your body is doing kind of comes hand in hand. You know, I will tell you in your class. Oh, I forgot to tell everybody you're actually my yoga teacher trainer trainer. Yeah, you took the, our, our 200 I, hour. I took the 200 hour from you because you, by the time I went, you had become a yoga training teacher. Mm-hmm. So Chelsea is actually my yoga teacher. And in that, she, she really brings to life a lot of the anatomy aspects. But what I really learned in your class was the binding of breath with the movement and how breath is critically important Mm -hmm. to not only yoga but yoga and movement and the pairing of breath with the movement and the biomechanics of the pairing with the breath and the movement and the muscle structures and what it actually does and this is what you're talking about now and Mm -hmm. and where you learn that at Mm -hmm. so from jules what happened uh, so I took an interest in her work. Uh, she was finishing her, up her thesis at the time. And, um, I started assisting her, uh, in her yoga workshops and, um, her basically where she started to branch out into her science of stretching lectures, where she was bringing the message of, uh, biomechanics to yoga. Um, did so- we say her last name? I think so. Jules Mitchell. Jules Mitchell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll put in the liner notes how you can get a hold of her or where you can find her sure. stuff. Yeah. So I just started assisting her and learning more and more. And um, in her lectures and workshops, she would always talk about her experiences in the lab and uh, going to uh, the anatomy lab under Gil Headley. And um, all roads lead to Gil Headley. Right. <laughs> and so eventually I decided that I wanted to go take a lab uh, with Gil and um, it was when Jules was going. So I kind of had what a friend. Was, what year was that? Oh gosh. Mm, 2016. That's about the time. I had only I been teaching for about you, two yeah. years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I led my first, were you in the 2017 teacher training with us? I was in the second one. Okay. So then you were in the 2019. Yeah, yeah. So I did take my first anatomy lab before uh, leading my first yoga teacher. So training. how was that? Tell me about that experience. So I, I honestly struggled. So here's here's the hilarious part is um, I struggled so 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 hard in the anatomy portion of my yoga teacher training. I took extensive notes, and um, I remember when I was going to go start teaching anatomy. Um, I went over my anatomy notes from my teacher training that I took and I had no recollection of <laughs> any of it. <laughs> same. When I first started anatomy, same thing. I was yeah. kind of like, I wrote this down. I have no idea what this is. <laughs> <laughs> so I really had to go back to the books, but even like the anatomy books are so overwhelming. Like they don't exactly explain anything. Lots like, yes, it talks about the muscles. Yeah. yeah, the muscles and the attachment points, but as a yoga teacher, that doesn't mean anything to me. Yep. Like, I don't know what that means. 
So I decided that I was going to go to an anatomy lab and I was going to learn all the names of the muscles and the attachment points and know everything about anatomy that I needed to know. How'd that work out? (laughs) (laughs) I walked out of that first anatomy um, lab realizing still how little I knew and how much I had to learn. Um, And I, I definitely have vivid, vivid memories of what I did learn, but it wasn't probably wasn't until like my second or third lab that I went to because like I decided lab. this is a six day lab, the six day lab. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't until the second or third lab that it all started to come together for me. And I started to to make all of the connections of, OK, this is. This is this is who we are. So the first lab, I think I was just so overwhelmed with the vastness. Is this of the your body. first time seeing an actual cadaver? Mm-hmm. And and were you were you a cutter or were you a watcher? Oh, I was in it. You I was in definitely it? in it. I'm one of those people where when I decide I'm going to do something, I'm fully into it. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was definitely. Um, I wanted to be a part of, of the team and the experience. Um, and also being there with Jules, who had already done she was a handful, a seasoned vet by this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, Gil has has this following of just yeah, he does uh, such incredible, crazy smart individuals. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that first lab that I was in was like the rock star A-lister <laughs> roster because but, I was overwhelmed by the people that same, were there. I was just same, like, oh my gosh, yeah. these people are so smart and know so much. But now I realize, you know, um, going into labs and and having, you know, been, I think I've been to eight labs oh now. Oh my goodness. Um. And being there to help hold space for the new people that are coming in that are scared to, you know, hold a scalpel and, and do some of it the can, investigating. It can be daunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, but that first lab was pretty overwhelming. And um, Did you have an aha moment when you were in the body and you paired a yoga thing with a body thing? My first lab, no. Absolutely. You were just to- totally overwhelmed with uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my big takeaway on my first lab was when we got into the viscera. That was that was that was huge for me. I was like, oh, this this is this is where it is. Yeah, in massage school, it's like <laughs> they don't teach that stuff. And I remember going to my first visceral class mm-hmm. for upledger and going, oh, I need to learn about this stuff. It's important. But for maybe the first six years, I that ain't what we do. Mm-hmm. I don't do stomach and guts and, and none of that stuff. Turns yeah. out that thing, that stuff's important. Yeah. And, and it wasn't just so much like, oh my gosh, organs and guts and, and that it was more like that, that is, that is our being. Like the that, seat that's of our the, soul. Yeah. That's our center. And, you know, e- even getting it up into the lungs and seeing the diaphragm, like that's, that's the really exciting stuff for me is is getting in there deep. Yes, the muscle layer is is really fun because, you know, once you learn the names of the muscles, it kind of makes you feel like you know what you're doing in the lab. You're like, oh, you know, this is this muscle. Um, but it's so much more than that. It for re- for it me, really it was is, nerves yeah. and nerves and blood supply and connections mm-hmm. like everything is connected. Yeah, there's no part you can touch from the top of your head to the bottom of your big toe. That's not connected mm-hmm. all the way through. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And now, now that when I go into labs, I definitely see more connections um, into yoga poses, um, especially when you're looking at, you know, the joints, when we're looking at the knee and, you know, and, and the relationship of the quadriceps to the knee and, and looking in the capsule and even up in the shoulder joint. And, you know, uh, I, I'm really excited to go back uh, later this year to look at the elbow joint. In Colorado um, Springs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just haven't really spent much time there. So. Where, you were not part of that class where he, uh, Gil, took apart the, the uh, joints and they really looked at all the uh, connective tissue of just joints. No, he did. He no. did that a couple of years ago. And people that came out of that, like it spread like wildfire amongst our so monotic mm-hmm. groups that this is what Gil did. And now he's doing that nerve project. And I haven't seen anything yet. He just put a video out a couple of weeks ago, but that nerve project sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's really, it's really special. You should be able to see that when you're there. I'm, I'm, totally I'm jealous. secretly hoping that he'll come into the lab or, um, uh, I'm fortunate enough to stay after, um, everybody has, uh, left and kind of help prep for the next day. And nice. so I'm really hoping that, um, uh, is it Jules class? Is she it teaching is, it? Yeah. So Jules is, um, doing something really special with the anatomy lab, um, because of her connections with Gil. Um, she goes in and she does a three day anatomy lab specific for yoga instructors. Ooh. Oh, wow. not that Gil doesn't do that or other labs are like that, but it's very um, it's geared towards tissue mechanics, collagen, looking at, you know, the muscle layers. And then we um, by day end of day two, we're looking at the psoas and the diaphragm and blowing up, you know, looking looking at the the breath and the lungs. So, um, it's, it's almost like an Excel, it's like an accelerated, um, lab, which is great because it's not, I think that it's such a beautiful way to get people into the lab that might be intimidated by doing the six day labs, like even the, the five or six day labs, because that's a lot. So um, I think that it's a way to to pique interest into people that normally wouldn't sign up for a whole week. Are you doing yoga in between? It it is solely an anatomy lab. However, um, we there are yoga studios around, so um, there's no yoga included in the lab. But um, we highly recommend that people go take advantage of the beautiful surroundings. There's the Garden of so the Gods. It's, it's, a, it's just an anatomy every, everybody's lab. Everybody's there and yeah. they're separate and they're just there for the lab. Mm-hmm. Have you done the Manitou mm-hmm. steps yet? No, not yet. I not totally want to do that. <laughs> Listener, there's a place in Colorado Springs called the Manitou Steps in the in a, a little city that's just north uh, south of Colorado Springs called Manitou Springs, and I, I think they're what at least a 2,022 steps with a 2,000 foot climb, and uh, the rumor is it that Apollo Ono, when he was training for the Olympics, did those stairs one leg at a time, both legs, but I've never I've never done it. I've always wanted to do it. Carla, yeah. who's in the lab, mm. just did it like a couple weeks ago for the first time. She yeah. po- posted on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the last lab that Jules, I, I wasn't able to join for it this past April. She did the, ah, the steps nice. for the first time. So if it's warm enough and not snowing when I'm True. there in November, I think is when I'm going to be out there. We'll, be we'll see. So, yeah. Yeah. So after Jules, what, haps- what happens next? Uh, so. I just continued to study. 
Um, this I, involves some international classes too, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So through the um, the yoga teacher training that my 200 hour, they were affiliated with a um, company called Udaya Yoga. Mm-hmm. And um, one of their students owns a filming and production studio in uh, Bulgaria. Oh, wow. And um, so... He would basically, he loved yoga. His name was Yuriv. And, um, or I shouldn't say loved. He loves yoga. And so he would basically invite all of his favorite yoga instructors and anybody else that would come to Sofia, Bulgaria and um, film yoga videos before this was also before zoom was a thing this was before everybody was filming things on their phones and all of that so um it was a little bit different because we were at an actual production studio uh they had told me that um it's the second largest filming and production studio outside of la oh wow and the reason for going to bulgaria and filming these you know elaborate beautifully cinematic yoga class videos was because it was actually cheaper to fly out to Bulgaria and stay there than film in LA at the time so um and we would have a full-blown production crew we had you know a director somebody on sound there would be three sometimes four cameras so there was a one rolling on the track for us they had the big boom camera that was you know going over the top legit production yeah yeah yeah. so that was a really awesome experience that i got um going out there um i have been out there five different times Wow. and i had the opportunity because being a graduate of udaya to film some of my own classes out there alongside my teachers uh rudy matia and jules mitchell and and are you on youtube i am on youtube and i am also on udaya.com as well so if you just search chelsea denae or chelsea denae yoga you can find me there shout out to udaya yeah yeah um and so with traveling internationally with that i also got into um Planning yoga retreats for teachers. Fun. So I've been able to do retreats, you know, in Mexico, Nicaragua, Greece, Romania. Um, and, you know, when you when you travel across the pond and, you know, being in Eastern Europe, which if y'all haven't been to Eastern Europe, I highly recommend. I it's so hearing, amazing. I keep hearing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Bulgaria is such a gem. It's such a rich country in their history and the people are wonderful. And um, I've really seen a lot of that country. I've seen the, the coast side of it, the countryside, the mountains. It's, it's wonderful. So You just did India too, yeah? Yeah, and I was just asked to help uh, put together a yoga retreat in India. Um, and I was just there uh, in March. And I was actually in India as a retreat goer, just an attendee, in March of 2020. Before wow. the world shut down. Before the world shut down. Um, and I was interested in going to India because... Um, it's the Mecca. It's the Mecca. I almost, it's, it's almost like a rite of passage really in a is. way, you when know? You, when you get to the level that you're at, you have to go to India. Yeah. Yeah. And I just really, really wanted to um, experience and, and learn more about where the origins of yoga came from. Did you find that that you got a lot of answers to those questions when you were there in that country? 
this past year, yes. Yeah. Uh, I definitely learned a lot more about the history, but um, even even my first experience there, I remember we were um, in Varanasi at the Ganges where they have the crematories. And um, seeing the people go down and start their day. So their day does not start until they have gone down to the sacred water and they're doing sun salutations. So basically Sira Namaskara A and splashing themselves with this sacred water and doing their prayer because on the Ganges, the sun is rising up. And so Sira Namaskara A is basically a prayer to the rising sun. Like it's where the sun's, yeah, and, the sun salutation started. And I just remember seeing that and I was just like, this is like they live their yoga and so that that really stuck with me in a way where where it's not an exercise it's a lifestyle yeah yeah yeah. it was a living and moving prayer and 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 i think that from wherever you're coming from you can you can have that that inner prayer or that inner you know mantra or that inner um intention or whatever it is that that keeps you moving in that you, way i found that you can add your belief system to this practice it doesn't have to be an eastern practice it doesn't have to be a muslim practice it doesn't have to be a christian practice but we're talking about you and your body or me and my body and my movement and my breath and my belief system as I go through these movements, doesn't have to be in Sanskrit. You could totally do it in English. It's just about pairing your breath and your body, which in turn brings in your spirit and then outwardly excels mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your breath and gets blood flowing and all the things that have to do with that. And if you read into the eight limbs, it's about a lifestyle of health and wholesomeness and goodness and morality has nothing to do with Eastern religion. Mm-hmm. It has to do with being the best person you can possibly be. Mm-hmm. That's what yoga is. Yeah, just and being a you, good human. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and if, you haven't, if you haven't done your own research, do your own research rather than listening to what the talking heads are saying because you will find your own experience through that, at least I would hope through my own experience, that you learn it's not the evil that I was told it mm-hmm. was when I first heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What's your, what's your life look like now compared to where it was before you started yoga? Well, with, with practicing and teaching yoga, I just, I have such a better sense of myself and who I am as an individual. And I think in turn, um, the community that I've found through it and really, really um, meaningful relationships in my life has been a, a huge factor in, in um, what yoga has brought to me. And, you know, the, the physical side of it has definitely changed. It's not, it's not what it once was because I was definitely the student where I wanted to nail a handstand in the middle of the room and do all the arm balances and all of that stuff. It's not about perfection. Yeah. And I still love doing all of those things, but it looks very different. You know, um, 
I do it with props because I think props enhance enhance the the postures and and all of it and and it gives my body feedback it's as a, to where I am in space and what I'm sure. doing. Um, and also uh, as a, an instructor and a teacher, really um, giving people space to have an experience in their own bodies. And almost in a way of giving them that space to kind of come home to themselves. It's a good way to pay it forward. Yeah. 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 Um, because, I mean, we all know that just being able to sit down and take a deep breath These can days. do wonders. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't do that. Yeah. A lot of people I know in the yoga community, because of the COVID years and mm-hmm. we went to online, a lot of people stopped because online didn't work. And so the world is kind of coming back to it now and the, the, the rooms are filling up a little bit more and the classes are filling up a little bit more. And I think people are learning to appreciate a lot more having not had mm-hmm. use of their bodies the way that they were used to up until then are really appreciating it now yeah. and feeling the differences. Um, and so, having a space that you can go and do that because yeah. it's very different doing it in your own personal space it at was. home, which is fine. It, it's but it's it good just, to be able to do hard. that. It was hard to do work on the kitchen table mm-hmm. while the kids were running around. You know, I mean, it, it, we just couldn't do that. I can't do yoga in my house. It just doesn't work for me. I, I, I like being in an environment where there are other people. Um, so from the start where you had uh, some self-esteem growing up issues to now, would it be fair to say that this has not cured you completely, Mm-mm. but you ser- <laughs> I, I still play with my belly in the mirror when I get out of the shower and look at it and go, well, yeah, I'm still not there. But it has certainly curbed it and made you appreciate and uh, not dislike it the way that you did growing up, right? You're, you're in tune with your body now. Absolutely. And I think that lessons from the lab have also good point changed my perspective of it especially when you're looking at the superficial fascia layer um so for me when i look at myself because of course like and, and honestly right now i am the heaviest i have been in a very long time really Yes. Um, granted, sure, I'm strength training and I'm weight training, so that changes some things. Makes but, a you know, there's some extra <laughs> pounds that I've put on over the years. But, you know, we're all human and life has happened. You know, the past four years have been uh, crazy. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. So, but from, you know, those lessons in the lab and looking at, you know, that superficial fascia layer um, has almost made me look at it with more compassion and openness to it because there's been times where I've looked um my last time I was in the lab with Gil the table that I was at um the cadaver had a really 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 large middle area and we thought that we were going to be going through that yellow superficial fascial layer for days and we didn't she just presented out into the world with so her organs and her viscera were just massive <laughs> she just had big Dif- organs she wasn't type. necessarily you know she wasn't carrying a ton of extra you know air quote weight or fat or whatever you want to call it 
she was just she had big organs. And so now we had this whole story that she probably loved big and had the biggest heart. And, you know, how good would it feel to, you know, whether if she had children, you know, rest in that, you know, because it's comforting. So that is said that I can so see Gil talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of has shifted my my view at at my own body. And therefore, when I hear clients or students talking about their body or whatever it is, it's just informed me in a different way to have a better language around it so that it's just like, oh, yeah, well, if you do yoga, it'll help you lose weight. It, sure, it might. It, it absolutely did for me when more, I first started more importantly, practicing. It'll help you change your perspective about what you don't like and get in touch with what you do mm-hmm, have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the synopsis of this whole thing. In a nutshell, I was going to ask, how do you think yoga healed you? I think you just said it perfectly, right? By learning how to do that, you get in touch with yourself in a way that you've never gotten in touch with. Mm-hmm. And you can clear away those other messages that came from outside sources that that were not the best for you and your body and your and your body mind and spirit right yeah and that's that's another layer that yoga offers is you know that introspection you know where you are looking inside at what you know really matters and when you are taking time to move your body which we all know that that makes you feel great when you're able to move yep. your body a little bit and when you couple that with some breath and it kind of just removes that noise and that chaos, you're just able to kind of see it a little bit more clearly and and um, look at things and yourself, you know, in that kinder perspective and therefore able to present to the world or, you know, show up for your people and your community, your family, your loved ones in a better way as well. Perfect. So besides the uh, upcoming dissection class in November, what's in your future? Oh, I have some retreats in the works. I'm hoping to offer um, another Greece and a a retreat to Spain on the island of Mallorca. I'm really hoping I can make that happen. Nice. Yeah. So obviously I love to travel. (laughs) How can people get a hold of you if they want to learn about such things? Yeah, so you can either sign up for my email list. All of this is on my website. Which is what? ChelseaDeneyYoga.com. So that's C-H-E-L-S-E-A-D-A-N-E. Nope. nope. <laughs> Dene. Dene. So Chelsea, C-H-E-L-S-E-A. Dene is D-A-N-A-E. And then yoga. So okay. Chelsea Dene Yoga. So that's Chelsea Dene Yoga. Yeah. Uh, how else can we get a hold of you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Same, same hashtag, Chelsea Dene Yoga. Um, same thing for YouTube. Um, I have a TikTok account, but I don't, I'm not active okay. on it. So that's, I almost use my TikTok account for non-work related stuff for when I need to mindlessly scroll. Sure. But that's a whole sure. other topic. <laughs> we all have our guilty pleasures. <laughs> And then uh, we'll put some tag notes for Jules. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we'll put some tag notes for Gil's classes. And 
Jules's classes are open. People can go to those if they want to. Yeah. So if you just go on her website, um, she has all of that listed. She has um, if you're if anybody is a 200 hour teacher or there's many people that take Jules 300 hour teacher training just for her content. So she's actually leading her last 300 hour yoga teacher training starting this summer. Oh, wow. So it's kind of like if you want to if you are interested in biomechanics and pain science and all the current research, um, definitely jump on jump on that opportunity. And then I just remembered, you were asking me what else I have coming up. I have a mini yoga retreat coming up in July. Where at? Uh, it's going to be held at Vasa the Studio, and it's just a half-day retreat from 12 to 4, That's July 29th. Here in Redlands, California. Here in Redlands, California. And it's going to be a lot of gentle somatic movements, breath work. Uh, we'll have, um, a sound bath. I'll be, I'll bring my singing bowls and I'll do my sound bath. Um, and I'll lead some restorative yoga. We'll do, um, there'll be some community work as well. Well, I mean, community within the yoga, (laughs) because that is what yoga is, is union. Uh, yeah. So that's like my next kind of thing on the schedule right now. And of course, teacher trainings and the retreats as well. Do you have a teacher training coming up? Are you guys doing one this year? Uh, hopefully fall. She's got great. Just stay tuned. It's a, it's a maybe thing. Yeah. So yeah. All, all that can be found on Chelsea's website. If you go to that. Um, last words. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> be, be good humans. Lisa K. You got any questions or last words? No, I don't. Okay. That's a first folks. So take that and mark it down on when that happened. Cause you know what it is. She's in Hawaii and she's at peace. Uh, that's all we got for today. Thanks to Chelsea Denae. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. That was good. Thank stuff. you, Chelsea. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, just a few things like uh, like and subscribe, please. You know, I've been su- surprised a couple of times. I had a a new client. Lisa, I might not even told you this. I had a new client come in this week who we've never met before. She was sent by somebody who we only see on a semi regular basis, if that. And right in the middle of working on her, she says, you know, I listen to your podcast and I have a question. And I, I, I was stunned. I'm like, I don't even know this person. I'm like, wow, we may be getting some traction. <laughs> so um, thank you all for listening. It's, it's a pleasure to do this. And I will try and keep the content as uh, cool and interesting as possible. Also, uh, not to step on anything that Chelsea said already, but we are still hosting our dissection class in October in las vegas and we're taking we will take payment plans and we will take uh any kind of donations you want to give towards that especially if you want to come we would love to have you and uh i think that's all we got for this week so thank you so much for listening be good humans and have a great day 